You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 20 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. Hey! Hey, what's hey. going on? Dude, we, we missed a week. And we missed again, a week. We're We've on been kind of raggedy lately. Yeah, I know. I know. Travel it's bad. Is, traveling is what it is. You're eating hummus. What can you I do? Ate, I it's, ate good hummus. There's, there's uh, nothing more important than that. I mean, there might not be. <laughs> there might not be. I did go to Abu Hassan, the, our favorite of all hummus places in, all, in the whole of Israel. I'm glad you got to go because the world is coming to an end. I know. Well, at least I'm eating At least you well. had Abu Hassan. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And it did not disappoint me because it never disappoints me. Uh, I'm going to have that and I'm going to have Abu Shukri. Yeah, I did not have Abu Shukri. You didn't have Abu Shukri? But I did go to this amazing restaurant in Jerusalem that if you're there, I'll tell you where to go. It's in the Shuk. It's, it's not Big Apple Pizza? No, uh, that doesn't exist anymore, my friend. <laughs> I would be surprised if it the, did. You're living in the 80s, man. <laughs> you are living in the 80s. But I will hook you up with a place. All right. You will not be dissatisfied. All right. I'll tell you that much. All right. The last time I was in the Holy Land, I ate in a couple of really great places near the Shook. And I was this super This is in excited. the Shook. It's in. It's, it's a right. restaurant in the Shook that I discovered... In 2012, okay, when I was there for the Jerusalem Film Festival, and uh-huh. one morning before anything was open, you know, yeah. jet lag and whatever, I'm just walking around, and I'm walking around the empty shook. The shook right. is completely that's cool. closed that's, down. That's actually yeah. pretty cool. It yeah. is cool. And I stumbled upon this restaurant, and it's yeah. shuttered, completely shuttered. And I look, I'm like, this is the place. <laughs> Really? I don't know. Yes, I don't know how did you come I knew. Back when it opened, or did you stand there wait for no, it to no, open? No. I came back when it opened. I had lunch there, and then I had lunch there again the next day. It and they was, were like, "It was that good." They're like, was, eh, "Welcome. You <laughs> must like it here. This is nice." I don't think they recognized me. No, they but, didn't recognize um, you. No, but so um, it's, it's really good. And I will send if you were in Jerusalem. I will send you. There. Well, I'm glad you got. I'm glad you got an opportunity to travel and see family. You hadn't seen people in a long time. Yeah, we hadn't been there in like three years. Wow. And um, you know, you get there and you realize, shit, I got old. <laughs> like you're looking at everybody else. You're like, wait a minute, if they get old, what does right. that mean I about me? Right. What does that mean about me? I couldn't have gotten older. But man, we went. On Friday, to I have a really good friend who lives in the north, mm-hmm. and and I realized like I've known him now for thirty years. Okay, that's weird, right? When I first met him, his kids were like in diapers, okay, <laughs> like married, and now they have children. <laughs> like I'm meeting their his grandchildren, and like they're in diapers, and I'm like, this is not good, because I was an adult already. When those kids were still in diapers. Right, right. And now, well, we they hear, have, and now that, they're having kids. That's your how the fuck did I get here moment. Here's mine. Yeah. So we are recording this on February 28th. It is exactly 14 years to the day that Michael Cook died. Meaning, one, it's been 14 years since Michael Cook died. 
And two, that Mia is almost 14 years old. Wait, your dad died 14 years 14 ago? 14 years ago today. I can't believe that. Isn't that? It feels like it was yesterday. I mean, that's really hard to believe. Isn't it? Yeah. I feel like I'm wearing the same t-shirt too. You might be. I know. You might be. But you were traveling when he died. You were in Egypt, right? Right. When he, yeah. so when he, got, when he had the stroke. When he had the stroke, right. And then I came home. There's, an, there's actually an Israel connection to that whole story of my getting back. But um, I can't believe it's 14 years since your dad died. Yeah. Wow. Wild, huh? Dude, a long time. That is crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm walking around Israel, and you'll relate to this because you were there at the exact same time that I was there. And I'm like, I lived here 30 years ago. <laughs> right? That's the other 30, thing. 30. 30. Not like five years ago. Not 15 years ago. 30 years ago. Right. So I was I was teaching at Kellogg over the weekend, and I had an Israeli speaker, actually. Yeah. And I referenced the fact that I had lived in Jerusalem in 1992 and 1993. Yeah. And like, obviously he got it, but my students were like, wow, he's so old. Yeah, man. That's a long time ago. It's crazy. Well, here's the thing that's crazy. Yeah. Is that the world actually hasn't changed all that much. What's that? There's still no Palestinian state. It's that's true. We have um, more settlers. Uh, Jerusalem is more, you know, there's no kind of sense that, like, then you could kind of imagine the possibilities. I don't think now you can imagine any yes, of those possibilities. Yes, no, I think, I think that's right to a point. Because if you think about when, uh, after the first Gulf War, when they convened the first Middle East, the, the, the Madrid. Madrid, Madrid Conference in 1991. The notion of a Palestinian state, of a two-state solution, was completely taboo. Well, because, no, right, no one would say it. No, right. Nobody would even say it. Right. And that, again, so yes, but a lot changed. has changed. I mean, like, there were negotiations between Israelis and the Palestinian delegation. Yeah. And then, and then there were negotiations between Israelis and the larger Arab world during that whole, yeah. what's called the Madrid process. So... Kind of people didn't talk about it, but there was an assumption that if the Israeli-Palestinian conflict was resolved, that the logical conclusion of it would be two states, even though you couldn't actually say that at the time. Well, and also, then, yeah, and then two years later, you had the but the difference on the White House lawn. But the difference is that when they started the Madrid process, the PLO wasn't part of it. Right. There was a then, joint Jordanian-Palestinian right, delegation. And they, right. And the Israelis took refused, months to get that nailed down. Right. And the Israelis refused to recognize the PLO until right. the whole back channel that Perez and Balin and right. those academics had right. established in Oslo. And I mean, that was really the turning point. And then, like you said, but turning point to what? Because nothing really <laughs> came of it 30 years later. It's funny because the outline to a solution is the exact same thing as it was 30 years ago. Except it's much harder to get to now because there's Except, that many more settlements in Israelis living in places that the Palestinians so, would so think true. would be in their state. So true. But you know what a huge difference is between then and now? And you'll see it when you go there. Right. Israel's rich as shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was there pre-pandemic, you know, I would, I, you know, my my spring kind of fling through the Middle East, the last couple of times I did it, I went to Israel and I was like, wow, things look really good here and stuff <laughs> like that. And then in my for my course at Kellogg, I had, um, we talked about 
startup nation, yeah. innovation nation, and so on and so forth. Yeah. We had someone who's a kind of mild critic of the whole thing speak yesterday. An, and, acad- an academic? Uh, former government official, activist, oh. policy entrepreneur, Giddy Greenstein. Oh, yeah. So he, he, and he's actually in New York these days. I'd, li- I'd like to actually you know, sit down with him. But yes, anyway. He lives, yeah, actually, I'll tell you something about him in a second. Yeah. Okay. So what he was saying is that you, there's things in Israel now you would never see, like Ferraris and Maseratis and homes that sell for 10, 12, 15 million dollars, things very like that. True. He said yes. at that very upper level of Israeli society, they live as if they're like, you know, financiers in New York and stuff like that. It's like. They really do. Yeah. They do. And uh, prices are through the roof. Right. Like real estate is out of control. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But Giddy Greenstein lives in New York. Yeah. Um, I met him a couple of times, actually. Uh, his daughter danced with Mia. Oh. At uh, Steps. And. You know, Mia was like, oh, there's an Israeli girl in my class. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And, you know, I'm like, I was there to pick her up one day and I'm talking, yeah. you know, the girl. I'm like, oh, so where do you live? And she's like, oh, we're from Tel Aviv and blah, blah, blah. And then I saw, and I recognized Kitty Greenstein. Because, right. like, he's been on TV. And, like, right, right. We actually, he was an advisor to Ehud Barak. We interviewed him. He's in African Exodus. I didn't interview him. But, I got to go back um, and watch it again. Yeah, but he was interviewed in L.A. by um, one of the producers. In the movie. Oh, so so we're you know when I see him, and then Mia was talking to the daughter, um, and he introduced himself. I'm like, oh, I know who you are. <laughs> I'm like, I know exactly here. I'm like, wait, you live in New York? He's like, yeah, I live in New York, and he's been here for at least five years, I think. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like he he hops back and forth a lot, but that he, and it was great that he was here. That we yeah. could we could do it. It makes it a lot easier. Um, but we couldn't do it on Saturday. My course is usually on Saturday. So we split it. We did w- one half of it on Saturday. He's Shomer Shabbat. Right. He keeps Shabbat. Did and he so come? We did the other to, did it, was it in person or was it on Zoom? No, but it was on Zoom because man, I, I had to offer, but like, was there going to be a flight after Shabbat that would yeah. get him there? It just seemed like too much work. Yes. And the right. Zoom and, you know, because it's a business school, like all the tech works beautifully yeah, 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 so yeah. like he's on these two giant screens in the front of this lecture hall yeah. it was like he was there so he does pretty well for himself that guy well so he's he's actually a pretty innovative guy he's got this new thing called tikkun olam makers yeah uh, super interesting super interesting guy and he was i think the students really like uh really enjoyed and got a lot out of what he was talking about in terms of yeah Israel's economic development and what's what's happening there now. I mean, a lot. None of only one of them has ever been there before. Interesting. So he's a bit be... centrist for my taste, but um, right, 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 right. Yeah, I yeah, get it. He, he does. He does a good job at the Hasbara. <laughs> you think? Yes. You don't. I mean, he's clearly a cheerleader, but he's not. Yeah. He's not no. like blind. No, you're right. I was, I didn't say, I, I'm not. I'm not accusing him of being like a maniac or anything. Right. I'm just saying, like he's just a little too. He's a proud Zionist in Israel. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, if you're a proud Zionist, does that automatically qualify you as being like engaged in Hasbara? He was quite critical of what is happening. You know this this whole idea of, uh, you know, innovation nation and so on, and what it's doing to kind of the soul, like the Jewish yeah. soul. Um. So yeah. I thought that that was a super interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's I'm sure he talked about this, like the best and the brightest in Israel. They want they're going into programming. 
Like that's what they want to do. And and the expectation, what he was saying was, is the expectation is, um, uh, the expectation is that he'll, um, that that at twenty years old you do an IPO and you like you know nine figures or something like that. Anyway, so, so for example, Michelle has a nephew who just finished his stint in the army. Yeah, and he was doing programming in the yeah. army like yeah, yeah, yeah. in this very you know elite it used to be elite was talking about fighting units but You're now, right, the now elites it's are like, like yeah so cyber like the, guys elite elite cyber guy he finished the army yeah and he went to work for a startup like he's not going to college right like, right that's another phenomenon need, that's happening he doesn't need to go to right. college that's right that's right I, actually that's not fair he said he might go. He might go. Yeah. He might go. And if he goes to college, he said he's going to study something like history. Not because he needs a degree to get to advance in his career, but it's like, oh, no, you know, I'll just study this and it'll be nice. Well, like, that, there's, there's, there's something admirable about that. Like, yeah, right, sure. I need to be educated. I need to know something about the world. But, you know, it's more like he can afford, like, he knows he's going to be fine. Right. And right, he's right, just right. like learning for fun on the side. <laughs> And he, you know, I was talking to him the other night. He's like, oh, I'm really into Central Asian history. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. Well, now that you've turned the conversation to Central Asia, let's move a yeah. little bit over. A little further. Uh, Dude, there's a war in Europe. Whew. Yes, there is indeed. Um, I don't think anybody at this point can prognosticate what's going to happen. No. And However. However, However, yes. I don't think so far it's going the way Putin thought it was well, going to go. At the very least, they've lost the narrative. <laughs> yeah, very true. At <laughs> the very yes. least, they've lost yes. the narrative. That's, that's well Secondly, put. Secondly, I mean, you, based on the bits and pieces that one can pull yeah, together going, from yeah. various and sundry sources that are credible, right? Russian military not doing that well. No. Yep, yep. So plus um, they're like you know they're they're shutting down the Russian economy. Like the <laughs> rest of the world is essentially saying like yeah no you're no longer allowed to participate. This in is the how bad economy. it is for the Russians. This is how bad it is for the Russians. FIFA, the notoriously <laughs> corrupt soccer federation, right. has kicked Russia out of right. FIFA. When you're the only corrupt- thing that Russia is still in is the International Olympic Committee. Wow. Yeah, that's the only thing. I think. I think they. And then there's all these countries. Wait, there's all these countries who are not in NATO, and some that aren't in the EU also, who now are like, we want to be in NATO. We want to be in the EU. Finland, Sweden. So I think he miscalculated on Uh, a lot of levels. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 Uh, However. Yeah. There's still a large sector of the Republican Party (laughs) that seems to be in his pocket. I mean, these guys are cheerleading cheerleading. the the Russian invasion of Ukraine. CPAC. I don't. Were they cheering him at CPAC? I'm sure they were. Yeah. Yeah, And then there was the breakoff. The guy who's too radical for CPAC, Nick Fuentes. Oh, I saw this. He's the Nazi. He's a Nazi. He's an avowed Nazi sympathizer. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar spoke to his yeah. breakaway from CPAC because CPAC's too squishy liberal for him. When CPAC spoke, is too liberal for you. Right. When they FIFA were cheering. When you're too they were chanting FIFA, Putin. They were they chanting Putin's yeah. name. This is the yeah. only people in the world who support. And uh, Kim Jong-un. 
I mean, listen, you and remember a, and a bunch of lefties who won't say it, but they actually sort of do. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. But you remember those fat white rednecks with the T-shirts that said, "Better I'd dead than red." Be, no, I'd rather be Russian oh, than Democrat. Right. Well, well, so think about it. In the eighties, right, it was, it was better, better than dead than red. Like all yeah. these guys are like Ronald Reagan. We love Ronald Reagan, but we're yep. better dead than red. Now it's I'd rather be Russian than. <laughs> well, because to them, Putin is the savior he's, of white Christian and European he's strong. culture, and yeah. he's strong. Exactly. They need the authority figure at the top. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They don't believe in democracy. Right. They like the strong man, right. and they're afraid of darker shades of people taking over. Yes. That's what they're for. And Putin is their protector. Indeed. So they love it. They do. They, they, these are not, these are, the, yes. So, you know, the it's bat, a, where, where are they? So where, war we've got going which on. Which Belarus. Yeah. North in, Korea. Syria. Does Syria even exist as a country, though? Well, I mean, but the Syrian regime has expressed its support for yeah. Russia. That's crazy. And <laughs> a wing of the Republican Party. I mean, Did you see what Mitt Romney said? Mitt yeah. Romney said he threw, he threw a couple of high heaters. He, he said, speaking of the fact that there's no baseball high heaters. Oh, um, we have to talk about that in a minute. He said in his statement on Ukraine... <laughs> He threw some shade at Obama about he said he he made reference to the fact that after he after Romney called Russia a threat to international security and Obama said 1985 called it wants its foreign policy back. Romney took the opportunity in his statement in Ukraine to criticize Obama for that statement, not in name, but he referenced it. The other thing that Romney said over the weekend was. They asked him about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul right. Gross are talking to us. And he said, he referenced Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. He's like, like that line from that movie, morons. I've got morons on yeah. my team. But guess what? He is he is a fucking coward because he still supports all the Republican policies. Oh, well, yeah. He, he votes in lockstep with them. Sure, of course. So right. let's not you know rush to But he does have some Romney. decency. Like he had who decency. else is calling out Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar? Not certainly not of, enough people, right? Certainly so not enough I'll give him credit for that. I'll give him this much credit. You know who's been amazing on all this stuff? The Bard of Baldwin, Long Island, D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. What did he say? I did not. So he had a couple of tweets clear. yesterday. Has he ever um, been called the Bard of Baldwin? <laughs> I dubbed him that on Twitter. I was my flight coming back from Chicago was delayed for a few hours, so I had Singer some time board. on my hands. Singer board. I had some hot time on my hands. Um, so there's this whole thing. He he has like lent to the Ukrainian resistance the song "We're Not Going to Take oh, You." Oh, nice. But then he was getting criticism By, because he wouldn't do that to the anti-maskers. He wouldn't give sanction to them using that okay. song. And That's he tweeted, right. he's like, okay, well, here's the difference. Yeah. Ukraine is facing this onslaught. This foreign invasion wasn't a threat to anything. The other thing is just a temper tangent by babies who can't be mildly inconvenienced. Good for him. And by then the he way, had another really good one. By the way, he is a Jew. He is, he is a half Jew. He is only a the, half Jew. Only the good half. <laughs> Wait, I'll read you the other one. I don't remember it offhand, but I, I remember it being super excellent. Um, D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Uh, hold on. Tyranny. Noun. Cruel and oppressive. Government or rule. Having to wear a paper mask is cruel and oppressive. You're an idiot. He was responding to somebody on Twitter. Yeah, he's right. 
He's and absolutely I mean, right. When, when we look at what's going on on the ground in Ukraine and the way that the people there are standing up and fighting, that's what bravery looks like. Right. I wonder what would happen here with all of these so so-called tough guys if we were faced with a similar predicament. I mean, all, the other guys are guys, like, they're the keyboard warriors, well, right? Well, that's it, but most of them are too fat to run anyway. <laughs> I saw it. There was this funny picture. And it was like all these people with like, you know, the stars and bars and flags and so on and so forth. And let's just put it this way. They were they were not the healthiest looking people on the face of the earth. I thought and the master said, race would look better. Insane. <laughs> the South will rise again, but only if it could get itself off the couch. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you look at those, you know, like if you're wearing a like a quadruple XL shirt, you can't, you're not part of the master race. I'm sorry. You're just not. Jesus if you're Christ. eating a Grand Slam breakfast four times a week, with bunnies, <laughs> like, it's not happening for you. Not happening. All right. Let's, let's talk about baseball for a minute because I'm really. I got nothing to say. I'm like, at the end of no my baseball. rope. I'm at the end of my rope with this. And I'm telling you now. I mean, this might be an idle threat because this is in the heat of passion. Okay, go ahead. Um, if they if they shorten the season yeah. by one game, even okay, I'm not watching. I'm I don't. Watching. I'm. It's not even on my radar screen right now. I'm focused on many other things, and the fact that these schmucks don't aren't playing, and the owners are being <laughs> dicks, and the players are being like, screw that. I refuse to blame the players in this. I refuse. I, I just the whole thing is fucking absurd, it's and always, I don't care. Yeah, in these situations, it's always the owners who are more greedy. Always. And I say this as the fan who spends entirely too much money on a ticket uh-huh. and who goes to the games and mm-hmm. sees the price of concessions, and they are raised year after year. Right. And, you know, I have never liked the new Yankee Stadium. Okay. I don't think it's the same Speaking experience. Speaking of my late father, he was very unhappy with the yeah, plans. Because... The old Yankee Stadium was made for fans. The right. new Yankee Stadium is made for corporate sponsors. Yeah. It's, they have priced out the average person from an afternoon or an evening in mm-hmm. the ballpark. Right. If you took your two children and your wife yeah. to a game between, and had decent seats right. between the cost of the tickets, let's say that your company is not paying for them, but right. you right. are paying for your own seats. Right. You get assume that you don't live in New York City, so you have to park your car also. Okay. Between tickets, parking, and not even a crazy amount of food at the game. Okay. You tell me what are you what are you looking at? Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, between five hundred and seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Definitely. For an evening. Definitely. For four of you. Right. That seems excessive to yes. me. Yes. This is why I don't do shit. Listen, you say that and I say that, but you and I both know. That of the things we love most in the world, the Yankees are pretty much in the top three. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Talk to me in, in like May and three. June. Talk to me in May and June, but right now. But that's I'm, when I, 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 I'm really annoyed because baseball is losing fans every year. Right. It is not, you know, and look, I'm not somebody who's like, oh, I hate all of the advanced stats and the shifts and blah, right. blah, blah. However. The game doesn't look the same anymore, and it's not played the same way anymore. Right, and right. it's not fun to watch. Precisely. So when you're losing fans, and when your product is becoming inferior, 
what do you do? Let's go on strike. Let's lock out the players. They're not on strike because it's a lockout. Let's lock the players out. So if you want to shoot yourself in both feet, you're doing a really right. good job. Exactly. Really so good I, job. I don't, I don't care. Because again, you and I are of the generation that we still like baseball. Right. But younger people do not like baseball as much as right. we did. And certainly we don't like it as much as the generation that came before right. us did. That's right. There are many other options out there for people, and they are indulging in them. Nobody is waiting for – nobody under the age of 35 is waiting for waiting baseball. For, right, baseball season to start. That's exactly right. They're watching gotta, basketball. They're watching other sports. They're watching doing basketball, other stuff. watching hockey. It's still ski season for me. They're doing other things, and baseball is making a huge mistake. Right. They need to get their shit together. They need well, to get their shit together. Right. Well, I have I no know. sympathy for the owners. I will always, even people, you know, who are like, oh, the millionaire players, blah, blah, blah. They're, the owners are billionaires. They're billionaires. Pox on everybody's house. That's what I have to say. It's not good. And if nope. there's no, listen, the Yankees haven't won the World Series since 2009. It's a long time. It's a long and time. I mean, people think that, like, oh, we're these spoiled Yankee fans. To me, everything is relative. Right? How many times have the Red Sox won the World Series since 2004? Four times. Yeah, I was just say four times. Four it's times. Running through it. It's not good. It's not good. We got nothing. We, our other sports teams here in New York suck. The Rangers are great. Okay. Let's put the Rangers aside. Because at the <laughs> beginning of the season. Reason- Don't declare for me my uh, team suck because one on. of mine is actually good. All right. Hold on. You were screaming about the Knicks earlier in the Oh season. God, they so they suck. They're pissing me off. You were screaming. I actually, but I've about been a Ranger fan. I've been a Rangers and Knicks fan forever. Okay, from the cradle. That's fine, but they always take second and third place to the Yankees for you. Yes, so let's that is not true. pretend otherwise. Okay, you're right. You're even absolute... uh, even if you love those other teams. No, it's you're absolutely yeah. right. Because that's pale, the way I was raised. They're pale substitute. My father was a Yankees fan first, Giants, then a Giants fan, then the Knicks, then and the Knicks and Rangers. Yeah. Right, exactly. And that was the natural order of things right. back right. in the day. That's exactly right. And now everything has been turned around. Except hockey is not at the top. It's more like basketball is at the top, then football, then baseball. Right. Hockey's still in the bottom. I hate to say this to you. It's no, true. I mean in the pecking order of leagues, absolutely, yeah. and yeah, pretty yeah. much always will be. But the Rangers happen to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that, and that's great. But right. I'm not going to spend two or three nights a week watching the Rangers. I'm just right. not. Right. I'm not going to do it. It's too much. I, I I I don't know about you. I just feel overwhelmed by everything. Like, there's what's the good story here? Like, we're just talking about this lockout of baseball. There's land war in Europe. I have a good story. Uh, I was just saying, we were just talking about how in Israel, like things fundamentally haven't. In fact, they're further away from a solution yeah. than when we both lived there. But there um, is a good story to tell. All right. Lay it on me. The the virus is slowly going away. I hope so. Yes. I mean, until the next wave or the next variant. But right now, right. things are calming down. Like, so numbers are going dramatically down. So there's no mask mandate. In Montgomery County, Maryland. Right. I left immediately thereafter to go out to Chicago. Uh, and so I asked Lauren if over the weekend, you know, she'd been to places. She's still on crutches and stuff yeah. like that. And she said she had. I said, what was the mask situation? She said, 
Everybody in the supermarket was in a mask. Really? Everybody in the CVS was in a mask. I was okay, like, there's no mask mandate. But here's the thing. If there, if everything's open and you right. can do everything that you were doing before, except now you're wearing a mask. Right. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. But my point is, is that I thought people were really pent up and like I think ready people, to take uh, off their masks and walk around and be free and be true Americans and so on and so forth. And I think in outside, fact, people are like, you know what? It's not that big a deal to wear a mask. Exactly. In the I think, I think when, you're, when you're outside, you wear a mask. Right. Uh, you don't wear a mask outside. You don't. Right. When you're inside, like, all right, I'm going to put the mask on. When you see everybody else in there wearing a mask, it's like, yeah. Right. It doesn't hurt anybody. I was happy to take my mask off yesterday because I was wearing it from like nine in the morning until I stepped out of the airport at after six PM. Yeah, I wore the whole I wore the whole flight back from to and from Israel right. and in the airport. Right. Like I did that that's what I when I went to Dubai in November. Not, but it is it is good news that the virus seems to be subsiding at least yes, at the moment. That is good news. So we should um, celebrate that. I know, but we I feel like we celebrated in June twenty twenty one and then Six weeks later, we were like, "Look, we don't know what's coming around the corner." Right. But for right now, yeah, numbers are going down. Schools are, you know, dropping requirements. Right. Right. Let's hope. You know, let's hope. I hope so. I hope so. And knock on wood. So far, no COVID. (sighs) Yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. All right. Looks like. Looks like we've exhausted all topics of conversation today, Stephen. Yeah, I think so. Did you know that I told you my family's from Ukraine? My my my, my grandparents. Yeah, your grandparents or great grandparents? Well, my grand both my grandparents were born there, but came to the United States as babies. Yeah, and you you know as I reminded you yesterday uh, on text. Had they not come here, they probably wouldn't. It wouldn't have survived, right? They would not have survived the Holocaust yeah. because the overwhelming majority of Ukrainian Jews did not. Right, that's right. Did, did not, and it's yeah. nice that there are still Jews there. Yeah, but they're the remnants. Right, right. So be happy well, that your family. Well, this is why I was place. saying, like, oh, my flight is delayed. That really sucks. But I could be fighting in Ukraine right, right but, now. So but you would, all right. things being equal, I'm in good shape. Yeah, but you wouldn't be because you yeah, because uh, I probably not you'd exist. Never, you'd never have been born. There'd be no version of me at Ooh. all. <laughs> it's so weird, man. Ooh, there, who would I be having my chat with on the MN corner? I don't know. No one, because I wouldn't exist. Either. Exist either. We'd be in some. Who would Lauren be married to? Some other dude. That's weird. She'd probably be happier. Uh, probably. <laughs> she probably. thinks I'm difficult. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're out of here okay everybody enjoy the weather it's getting warmer too not here cold as fuck today really yeah i was out with the dog and it was warm so you're the one who let the dogs out i let a dog out, let not the dog let the dog out. out. all right all right we're out of here later later bye